sauce, pass, 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 pass the poutine. This is the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. This is the poutine. Hi, everyone. It is your host, Nina. Welcome to Pass the Poutine Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He is a Korean guy from Seoul. <laughs> Hello, I'm the What's Korean up, guy from Seoul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name is Kevin. Uh, he's the Korean guy from Seoul. Today, he's going to be sharing with us what dating culture is like in Korea because, you know, Korea is like very sexy nowadays and uh, everyone wants wants to know, you know, more people are going to Korea to visit. And I thought you would be a good person to kind of shed some light on that. First of all, I want to ask, uh, how are you doing? You you were like coughing and sneezing. Uh, do you have coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I had. So I don't want to go to work, buddy. No, not the corona. Is coronavirus like big in Korea right now? What's going on with that? Yeah, it's really big because of the uh, smoke phenomenon. People like wear masks. Yeah. 20 or 30 percent people used to wear masks. But nowadays, like 80 percent, 90 percent of people are wearing masks. Oh, really? So if you're on the street, like almost everyone is wearing a mask. Yeah, I feel like I'm in Japan because, you know, Japanese people always wear masks. In. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, the same thing is happening to Korea. Uh, I'm really surprised that uh, everyone's wearing it. Uh, the price of the masks making companies skyrocketed also, so. That's crazy. I wonder if people are, like, also dating less now because they're scared to meet, like, a random stranger because they might have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think... think? <laughs> I know, well, well, yeah, yeah. People say that they're kind of, like, uh, not going out on a blind date anymore but right. but, but the people in a relationship are oh, going out on a date because i think you can kiss with your masks on right now yeah i think that's how kissing works right yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, you know far 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 eastern asian countries where, where we respect the uh manners and things yes we do kiss with the masks on yeah <laughs> Wow, this I learned today. They kiss with masks on in Korea. <laughs> you know, um, speaking of blind dates, you were talking about, you know, people aren't going on blind dates often now. In Korea, there's this thing called sogeting, which is the equivalent of a blind date. Can you kind of give me some more information about that for people that don't know what sogeting is? All right, as for sogeting, it's a blind date set up by your friends. Sogeting, if you kind of like break it down, soge means introduction. Ting means like meeting someone. It's a ting. T-I-N-G. Uh, so, yeah, like the... Introduction meeting. So you are set up by a mutual friend and you meet someone. Bluntly, uh, when you go out on subway exits, you actually see people on the weekends. They go like, uh, oh, 안녕하세요. Oh, hello, hello. Oh, my name is... Oh, oh. Are you... Are you like Kevin? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Kevin. Oh, yeah. You see that a lot. You see that a, a lot on like subway exits in front of all these like uh, landmark buildings. And then, like, oh, 안녕하세요, 안녕하세요. and then you know, oh, that's Sogeti, yeah. Okay, okay. So Sogeting is quite common in Korea. It's really common. The funny thing is, what's not common is, oh, when you go out with your friends, you call some people up, you hang out at a bar, and if you think someone's kind of, you fancy someone, then you ask their phone numbers, right? Or like, uh, yeah. That is really, really, really unusual in Korea. Yeah, why is that? Well, because people are not really fond of inviting someone else into the group while the, they're drinking, I guess. Oh, is it also because like Koreans, maybe like they need someone to know that person? Like, so there's like a sense of trust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, hey, 
this guy Kevin on the podcast from Korea and why is his English so good? Uh, let's just like briefly go over why your English is so good because if you are a Korean guy, like usually Korean guys don't really speak English that well, you know? All right. Um, okay. Oh, uh, hello. My name is Kevin Kim. I was born and raised in Korea. I used to live in U.S. for uh, two years when I was in elementary school. My pronunciation is, uh, I think it's okay, but my vocabulary just kind of stayed in the elementary school, so uh, my vocabulary can be a little bit childish. <laughs> All right, very modest. Uh, your English is great. It might even be better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, so that's, but you are Korean through and through. It's just that you lived in America for two years. That's why your English is so good. So you would say on a scale of one to ten, but ten being like super Korean guy, you would be a nine point five? <sighs> No, that is not 9.5. I would be more like 8, I guess. 8. Just briefly, like, how, how, how old are you? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was so un-Korean to leave that part out. I am 30. <laughs> <laughs> I am 33 years old, and I am working at a okay. multinational company. I consider myself as a uh, an average Korean. An average Korean that works at a multinational company. Interesting. Wouldn't that make you a little bit, like, above average? No, I'd, I'd say just average, you know, like uh, just an average employee really? getting a uh, monthly salary, not doing my business, not one of those like uh, all the golden sun that all the Asian mom wants, like a lawyer or like an accountant, like a doctor, <laughs> not that kind of like the pres- uh, prestige golden boy. I'm just an average monthly paid. Korean salary man. Yep. Korean salary man. <laughs> just a typical Korean one. Korean salary man. Live- Living the Korean salary man life. I love it. Kevin is also drinking wine for this interview because you love wine. Yeah, because I love wine. I just uh, and I just bought a new wine fridge that that stores around sixty bottles. But that's just one of my hobbies, and I'm drinking because I'm trying to be honest on this podcast. <laughs> Listeners have no context, so they're like, what are we talking about? Um, yeah, no, Kevin loves wine. He He's buying a wine fridge, and this information is actually important for, for later on in the podcast when we talk more. So when I first moved to Korea, the first thing I noticed was, like, how many couples there were, like, everywhere I went. There were all these holidays. Like, all of a sudden, like, in, in Canada and America, we have Valentine's Day, and then you have, like, your anniversary or whatever with your partner. But in Korea, it seemed like every single month, there was at least one couple holiday. Yeah, yeah. Can you name some of the couple holidays and and tell me about them? All right. So in the uh, Western countries, we, we uh you have a Valentine's Day, right? That's when like uh, mm-hmm. lovers give each other chocolates and uh, say that they uh, I love you to each other, right? But in Korea, it's kind right. of a little different. We have a thing called White Day, and it's on Valentine's Day. Like it's on February fourteenth. No, it's it, uh, it's March fourteenth. So oh, March fourteenth on okay. Valentine's Day. Girls give boys the chocolates, but okay. on white, we say white today. White. White. white we say white today. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on, yeah. on a white day, the boys give girls candies instead of chocolates. Other than that, we have a uh, Pepero Day on November 11th. 11th. Yes. The reason why it's Pepero Day is because... Because the Pepero snack is very thin and long, like uh, the number one. Being surrounded by all these, like romantic holidays did you always feel like a need to like be in a relationship well it kind of like i think it starts off because we don't have a lot of things to do in korea i also heard there are like dating agencies in korea yeah 
There are a lot, actually, yeah. Well, we have dating apps from the Western countries, the Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, and so on. But we do have, like, Korean, like, Amanda. It means, uh... Like, a- um, Amanda? Amanda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the person named Amanda. Uh, it stands for 아무나 만나지 않는다. It means that you, you, I'm not meeting uh, any, like... How to put it? Uh, Wait, can, can, can you say it in Korean again, but slowly? 아무나 만나지 않는다. It means that I'm not meeting anyone usual. I'm not meeting like average person. I'm not like, I'm like oh. meeting special person. Oh, like maybe someone unconventional? Yeah, I guess. Unconventional. Okay. Oh, yeah, tell I, me yeah. about that app. What is, what is that app? What? Uh, in Tinder, you, if you sign in, if you like join the Tinder, you join, you can join, right? But in Amanda, yeah. you have to submit your photos and the yeah. members that are already in the app, they look at your photos, they look at uh, look your profiles, and then they give you the score out of five. Uh, five. And uh, if you're if you don't meet the three points, you're like two point five, then you're rejected from joining the app. So this is for men and women. Yeah. Damn, Korea is ice cold. Cause you know. When I was in Korea, one of the things I noticed is like Koreans care so much about looks, right? So much about status in society, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, hearing you tell me about this Amanda app uh, just only like confirms it, right? Because I feel like if an app like that existed here, like publicly, mm-hmm. it would get a lot of um, controversies. What's the word? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. But in Korea, it just seems like, yeah, duh, of course. Like, Koreans are probably <laughs> happy that app exists, right? Yeah, some are, some aren't. Can you tell me more about dating agencies in Korea? So we talked about apps, but but what are the dating agencies? Uh, We have the uh, Sun agencies. We do have a lot of those. Like, uh, the, 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 uh, what is that? Wedding matching companies, matchmakers. Yeah, yeah, wedding matchmakers. Yeah. So, so they have these companies, and then would you go in and you'd be like, "I want to find a wife." Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you go to to their offices. <laughs> there are uh, there are like uh, so called managers. Uh, they are yeah. matchmakers, employees of the company. They get your profile. They like how tall you are, how what you weigh, how good you look. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. high, medium, low. <laughs> And they catch your characteristics, like uh, big eyes, you know, like, you know what I mean, right? Like, uh, like good skin or, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Good skin? Yeah. Good skin is a freaking, freaking thing. Oh, man, Koreans, you, you guys are out of control, dude. Y'all are out of control. And the funny part is that, uh, so basically they give you 10 chances. They send you profiles of the person. And uh, yeah. you get to choose 10 people and you meet 10 people. And some companies do something called after service. That's like uh, sending three or four more profiles to you after the 10 days you had. Uh, the service fee, it kind of depends on how, what, what kind of service you get, but normally it's around $5,000. Four thousand dollars, actually, four thousand. Yeah. So four thousand dollars, and then you get to have ten dates with ten different people. Yep. And then also four additional dates. It's like after service. You have to be like in a good relationship with the manager to get the the after service. But uh, the ten after ten days, and it's done. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So so during the dating agency, like when they match you with these like ten dates you have, do they match you on like an equal ground? Like if you make like a hundred thousand dollar a hundred thousand k a year does the girl also have to be like 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 give me some details yeah. here so so that's the funny part uh, there's different programs that you can join and they kind of urge you to 
go on to the more expensive program. If you join the more expensive program, you get to meet people that, well, frankly speaking, that are not in your league. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I get what you're saying. So, like, maybe, like, of higher caliber. Yeah, yeah. So to speak. Yeah, like, uh, right? yeah. Wait, wait, how would that work? Because, like, okay, let's say you're, like, in the, let, let's hypothetically say, we both know you're in the very high league, right, Kevin? Okay, <laughs> but let's say, <laughs> so let's say you're in, like, um, let's pretend you're in this lo- lower league, right? Let's say level one. How many levels are there? Three, four, five? Well, it's kind of, uh, just kind of different uh, between the companies, so. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say there's three levels, right? All right, all right. And you're in level, you're in level one, but you want to meet someone from level three. All right. Let's say. All right. So you would just have to pay the company like a premium fee mm-hmm. to then get matched with a ten women from the level three league. Is that correct? Yeah. But my question is like, why would the women in the level three league? want to meet someone in a level one league they actually don't and that's the role of the manager they kind of persuade them into meeting the person from the uh level one there's a a lot of techniques like uh let's say a level three person got rejected from the other level threes and the manager would go up to that person and say uh you're kind of having a difficult time in level three why don't you try level one uh she or he is has a very good sense of humor has very good looks uh is really really kind really fun to be with why don't you just go give out on a, a date yeah give it a shot go on a date and have a fun time i have, I have a great time and uh, relieve your yeah. stress over it on a weekend and well if if a person gets rejected for three or four times they they'll go yeah whatever yeah why not why not and that's the role of the manager yeah whoa whoa so so then the manager like because i was thinking like the way the manager would pair like someone from level one to level three is like they might lie to level three and say like oh this person's also from level three or like (laughs) here's a person and they wouldn't like classify what like level or category they were in you know yeah well but uh the the people who joined the uh uh joined the, the the program they can lie about themselves to the company but if company lies to the clients about the other clients' uh, status, right. then the company's going down for sure. It's gonna, it's gonna go down. Yeah. So okay, so my next question is, how do you differentiate uh, someone from level one to level three? Like, what are the markers that will put you in a different category? Okay. Um, as for men, it's all about the social status. Oh, uh, the job. Yeah. Which job the man has? Uh, a lawyer or a doctor? or a well-off businessman, then they make it to the top. And uh, if their parents are well-off too, then it's another plus. Uh, The university they graduated, it's kind of like not as important as the previous two, but it's still important. The height, the weight, the looks, and uh, whether you feel firstborn son or not, because you know, what? you know, we have we have this uh, Tessa ceremony, uh, you know, like uh, respecting the the dead ancestors, elders, elders, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, 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 got you. So, uh. so uh, it's it's kind of burned to the daughter-in-laws, uh, the girls who are getting married. So, if you're the firstborn, then it's a little, uh, it's it's a little, it's a little minus. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's it's not a good minus. thing. <laughs> okay, let's say okay, girls. On the app, they prefer a guy that isn't the firstborn son. Well, that's in general. Not not, not only the app, but it's in general. Generally speaking. Oh, in general. Yeah. In, oh, it, just in, in, in Korean culture in general. Yeah, in, in Korean culture generally. If it's the first son, then it's a negative factor. If you're the second oh. son, then it's a, a uh, positive factor. Oh, snap. 
And, Are you happy you're the second born then? Well, <laughs> not really, but. <laughs> well, really? Why? So you, you'd prefer to be the first born? Well, in Korean culture, uh, it's, it's kind of different nowadays, but in Korean culture, and the first born inherits more than the second son, so. Okay, there's give and take. We were speaking earlier and you were telling me about this really interesting app because this concept to me and a lot of like Canadians and maybe even Americans is very like novel or unique, right? Because, you know, we, we all know about Tinder and Hinge and Coffee Makes Bagel and Bumble and all those things. But, you know, Korea is a very um, status driven, uh, looks driven society. And because of that, there is this app called uh, Golden Spoon. Can you please tell me about this app? You can join the. Uh, you can only join the app if you reach certain uh, requirements. Mm-hmm. The guys and the girls have different requirements. Girls, it's obviously the looks. When a girl applies for the app, the members who are already joined in the app judge the profile and the pictures and the introductions of herself, and then give a score. If she passes, she can join the app. If she cannot, if she fails. On reaching the average, then she cannot join the app. She is rejected. So, what is the average that she needs to score? To meet? Uh, she yeah, has to sc- score. She has to score uh, three out of five. So, okay. So, for people listening, they might be like, three out of five, that's kind of low for, you know, a, like a, a score, right? Because, like, if on a test out of five, I got three, I'd be like, oh man, I like almost failed that, right? Uh, however, I was thinking about it because you, you didn't talk about the other part, but let's assume that the guys on the app have to have money, right? <laughs> the guy has to make $70,000 per month or has to own a property that's worth more than $500,000. Or the guy has to have a uh, foreign car that's like a Mercedes, BMW, or Porsche, or somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. You might consider not a Honda, but some 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 kind of car that you might consider as a luxury car. Car. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Got you. So, uh, you were saying how the girls need to score an average of a three out of five to pass to to even get on the app, right? To meet these men yeah. with money. Yeah, but the people actually the people who are judging know that if the girl points more than three, that she's going to join the app. So they either mm-hmm. give. The lowest score that's zero point five or five, so they don't just give you like two, three, four. So like the guy goes oh. zero point five or they go five. Oh, there's they no like, in between. It, no, no, it, no. It's either a yes or no, basically. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Uh, that's that could be a, a little different from what the maker or the the founder might have expected, intended, but right. intended. So, so when you use the app. Is that what you do? You do a 0.5 or a 5? Well, mostly yes. Uh, I sometimes give 3 to a person that kind of like doesn't <laughs> suit my uh, taste? my uh, taste, but might suit others because everyone has a different taste. And I, you know, oh, look at you. And, so and charitable. And, uh, you know, like when I feel like you're like, oh, I'm so happy today and I should spread my love. And I was just going to give a 5. And there's this, uh, <laughs> and there's this form in the app. So it's it's mm-hmm. anonymous. So everyone writes it, and uh, you you don't really have an uh, a an ID, and uh, yeah. they're like, and, and, and some guys like speak uh, speak saying, why are the guys so generous? Why are 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 you guys giving out five so like to all of the girls? Like you should so that, be straight to judge. So that's what one guy judging. is saying. 
Yeah, a guy saying that, and they're like, oh my God. and the thread goes on. Some people are saying that, oh well, I was drunk and I felt happy, so I'm giving out everyone. I was giving out everyone five, and the other was like, dude, that that's one of the big problems. And the other guys are like saying that you shouldn't do that, and yeah, it's it's really fun. It's it's oh really fun. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So when the guys are like, oh guys should like, why are there women that aren't so attractive on the app? That's basically what they're saying, right? Can yeah. women also read this forum? Yeah, of course, of course. So, so are women responding to this? Like, like what's going on? Uh, uh, then, then the women are going. Th- there's like two responses. The the one is saying that since guys are uh, joining by only their wealth, they're saying that the average looking of the guys are like so shitty they cannot look at their phones. And uh, the <laughs> other response is that. Uh, you guys only join by uh, having a fancy car or just like making $70,000. If you make more than $100,000 or $150,000, then I accept your criticism, but you aren't making that much. You're not as like uh, wealthy yourself, so you cannot say that. Oh, my God. And then uh, I'm sure guys are reading this and responding to that, right? Yeah, and Wait, the guys respond, what's your job? Uh, like, what's your, uh, which school did you go to and, and how, how, how much money do you have or something like that? Yeah. Yes, so it sounds like Korea is a very is is a country that cares a lot about like looks and status, and people are judged very harshly on those things. Yes, I might say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So when you were on the app, like, so okay, so it sounds like to me the people on the app are like men that have money, and then uh, women that are beautiful. Where do these people hang out, like offline? Offline, uh, so there are certain places nowadays. There's a place called Lounge Bars, okay, and uh, it's mostly it's in Cheongdam Station. There's one in Itaewon. There's a place called uh, Frost and uh, Cheongdam Station. Uh, so, so basically, basically Cheongdam Station. Yeah, basically Cheongdam Station. So, so how far is Cheongdam Station from, let's say, like a cent- more central area like Gangnam Station? Well, so like uh, it's kind of like 20 minute drive also like uh, Gangnam Gu is like so th- when there's Seoul there's a lot of different regions and there's Gangnam Gu and inside yeah. Gangnam Gu the core is Cheongdam so when people oh. say like uh, Gangnam style and uh, when Koreans say uh, Gangnam is the core of Seoul well the Cheongdam is the core of Gangnam so Cheongdam oh. is the core of the core essential of the essential yeah, damn, that's deep. That's deep. Okay, so so what does Cheongdam look like? Like, what is it famous for? Is it famous for like the lounge bar or, or what's who hangs out in Cheongdam? Okay, Cheongdam is like the most expensive place to be in Korea. The there's the most expensive mall there called Galeria. The average spending of the customers there are almost six times. Uh, higher than the other department stores in Gangnam area, and uh, uh, you can see Ferrari, Lamborghinis, and like a Bentley all over the place. Wow! When you go to Cheongdam, you cannot believe that Korea is just a uh, mediocre economy country. It's it's like when you go there, you you, you feel like like yeah, it's like uh, Beverly Hills. Like high class, like very futuristic. Yeah, uh, like the most fancy things are all there. Wow, so so that's where the kind of beautiful women hang out, and that's where the rich guys hang out. 
Yeah, so uh, when you when the when the, when the like rich guys and the beautiful girls hang out, that's the that's the most place to be because they have the most upscale restaurants, the uh, most high end bars and high end co uh, coffee shops. Mm -hmm. They practically have everything. They have all these uh, expensive stores like Fifth uh, Avenue. They have like uh, the, the the famous European brands like the the bags and the purses and clothes clothings and yeah, they got everything. Nice, nice. So. I mean, you know, you're on the app, so I guess that kind of means you have money, uh, <laughs> which we alluded to in the beginning, because who the fuck has a wine fridge? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like wine is like a, a rich person hobby, you know, like, oh, I'm really? drinking wine. <laughs> like, I, need a, I need a fridge to regulate the temperature of the wine because my room temperature won't fucking cut it. Right. So, you know, obviously you you have enough money to get on the app and, you know, quite a bit about Changdam. Well, well. Uh, yeah. Well, well, do I have to comment on that? I mean, if you want. Yeah, I'll pass. I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> I might keep that in the podcast, though. <laughs> so, so, you know, people might look at the app like Gold Spoon and they might think it's like a sugar baby, sugar daddy app. You know, as someone who is using the app, do you agree with that statement? Well, uh, I think it's a little bit different because as far as I know, the sugar daddy and sugar baby concept is... They uh they go out on dates and they are in a relationship, but they are not getting married and having babies is what I understand. But as for the Gospel app, it's all about the marriage. Uh, it, nine, more than ninety percent of people there want to get married. People are not there to just uh, look for dates. Um, people want to have s serious relationships because the girls are not stupid. They just want they just, uh, they don't want to. Uh, spend their youth away or beautiful times uh the, the, the most beautiful time away with certain uh someone that you know will not marry you they just want to get the best while their uh beauty lasts so they want to get married they don't want to like just hang out for fun interesting interesting because yeah like like from an outsider's perspective you think like an app okay for a guy to even go on the app he needs to make an x amount of money and for a woman to even yeah be on the app she has to be approved by the existing guys on the app um and being judged based on her looks which sounds like very uh you know like out there for a westerner to hear and it sounds very superficial so when you say it, it it's about people that want to get married it sounds like there's a lot of Serious emptiness there emptiness i don't know is that emptiness. is that safe to say like because you know i, I feel well, i think it, it's also a cultural difference because in western society we we try to emphasize like um love and feelings and commitment and we try to downplay you know the materialistic things in life but you know life doesn't exist without the material world and money is very important um most of the koreans they're into love and i mean well, I'm into love. I, I, I value love one of the most, uh, most. Uh, uh, I value love as one of the most important things in the life. And uh, everyone's want to get in love. Everyone wants to get in love. But there's a saying that marriage is realist. Marriage is reality in Korea. Marriage like how do you is say it in Korean. Uh, 결혼은 현실이다. Okay. Marriage is real. Yeah, is reality. So, yeah. so that's a very common, um, commonly held like belief in Korea, and because of that, I guess they maybe like downplay the role of like feelings, and then just kind of, uh, you know, like yeah. it, to me, the app sounds a little bit like a business exchange, right? 
Well, the marriage in Korea nowadays, I believe, is a, it does have a lot of business exchange involved in it. I love how like you're talking about this so like nonchalant because and I know you are because you're born and raised in Korea so for you it's like very normal but you know for me someone who grew up in Canada where we are <laughs> human beings uh, for who they are and not superficial things like it's, it, it's like I feel like very sad listening to this because I'm like damn dude okay anyways I still want to ask more and I still want to know <laughs> so you know still about like the whole wealthy guy and like beautiful girl thing uh what what kind of satisfaction does a guy get from like buying a girl like expensive things right especially a girl that he knows maybe doesn't really like him and is only with him because he has money and well, have you been in that situation uh, it's like a trophy wife and yeah i was once in this situation i think the guy's just trying to get her some uh like gifts or something like that to make her happy and if she's happy she's good to me and that's why the guys try to like uh, satisfy her with all the things that guys can do and mm-hmm. when you look at it uh it's it's a uh, natural thing if he doesn't uh like uh for example, if, if, if a guy doesn't have a lot of money, then he was trying to spend a lot of time, you know, like uh, making something for her with all his effort, right? And if mm-hmm. the guy has money, then if, you know, the guy is more well off, then he would try to spend uh, his money, one of, one of, one of, one of his like, uh, ability to make her happy. And I think it's not that different from whether you have money or not. So if the guy tries to... It's just uh, expressed in a different way. Yeah, it's uh, it's just different abilities you have, and it's expressed with like more materialistic way. And if if she's satisfied, then she'll be more happy, and she'll be more nice to me, and uh, we'll have a better, uh, longer lasting relationship. So, like everyone kind of wins in that situation. Yeah, you can say that. Again, from a Canadian perspective, um, like it doesn't seem like their like marriage or relationships are kind of based uh, on love or something like that. It seems very like give and take, right? Like I have money, you are beautiful. I like beauty. Uh, I like money, and then let's exchange this until ultimately we, I don't know, divorce or like just stay in an unhappy marriage or something. Like, like have you seen the movie um, Parasite? Please tell me. Well, I haven't. No. No, not yet. You still haven't seen it? Oh my god! You don't want four Oscars. All right. <laughs> yeah, no. I know, I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the uh, non-Korean person who's like not patriotic to watch the person. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm, I, 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 um, I, I want to watch the person, but I think I was out of town when it was on the theaters or something but you know what it's about right parasite yeah yeah i I talk about this movie like all the time on my podcast so (laughs) there's like a poor family and then there's like a rich family and then one thing you really notice is like the poor family you know they struggle so with the poor family the parks right it's it's very they're, they're poor and they struggle but it's a very like human relationship right between like the husband and the wife and and there's okay. still like a lot of love there even though they're old and their kids are like grown right their kids are 20 something and then you contrast it immediately with the kims who are like rich right the husband makes so much money the wife is gorgeous right but in the movie there's a scene where like the kims like the, i guess the husband is like touching the wife and he wants to do stuff with her and the whole time you see the the Mrs. Kim's face and she's just like terrified and just kind of like submitting because 
it, it, it almost seems like a rape scene. Uh, <laughs> rape, rape might be like a strong word, but but it, so what I'm saying is like it just feels like there's like no love in it. But you know their house is beautiful, right? She mm-hmm. is beautiful. He's rich, mm-hmm. right? But it just feels very like empty. And, yeah. Well, and I don't know, like what the the way you describe like relationships in Korea and like on the apps and stuff like that. It's, to me, I just feel like where's the feeling? Like, like to me, relationships in Korea sound like like a like a technicality, right? Yeah, Over it, and above it, it, everything else. Yeah, you can't you can't really see the humanity or like the emotions, and it feels like a business deal. More, it, it feels more yeah. like a business deal. I, I get it, but well, in my point of view, there's pros and cons. Um, as for cons, like the the thing, like you said, oh, they they lack emotion. They don't love each other. Where's the love? Where's the human human like uh, connection between the the families, the marriage couple? Well, there's that, but not not everyone's like that. Not everyone's like right, that. Right. Um, well, right. well, if you see a uh, sugar daddy and a sugar baby on the street, they kind of like they look happy, actually. Okay. Don't they? Okay. All right. So I, and, I don't, uh, know. I I don't think... know what they look like. I haven't seen them. All right. Me neither. But I, I, I well, I've seen in the movies and they look so happy. But maybe it's just movies. <laughs> okay, I think it's just movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being poor doesn't actually make them happy and close. If they don't have money, oh, they for sure they're they're. There, there, there is a better chance of them fighting over something small because if you are rich enough, then you can like, like you can. Uh, let's say a couple kind of like lost their way uh, when they were on a trip to Europe, and uh, if mm-hmm. someone's if they are rich, then they can just call a cab and uh, they can just drive away to the, their hotel. But if they're not that right. rich, then they will yeah. uh, they will like try to find a way to the Google Maps and they would fight. Saying that you got us here, no, you got us here. You, you know what I mean, right? Blaming each other yeah. and getting into a fight. If you have money, there there's a less chance of getting into a fight. More chance of getting in love. I don't know at that, but there's more chance of getting into a fight. And I also want to add that the the best part of having this kind of relationship, like a a little bit of like a business flavor into this this whole dating relationship, <laughs> is that. Um, <laughs> Spoken like a true Korean seller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so the thing is that it actually gives everyone opportunities. You know, you you mm. you cannot be born into a Brad Pitt. Everyone cannot be Brad Pitt. Every <laughs> like uh, you are born with great uh, mind or intellectuals, but you cannot like you are like less than like less than five feet, and then and then you cannot. <laughs> go out with any girls but if you succeed in your business and you make a lot of money mm-hmm. and if you are well loved then it's a little bit of business uh flavor into it uh, and some people might uh some girls might like that and not good looking guy has actually a shot of going out with a beautiful girl and i think it is really 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 great thing that kind of circulates the society Mm-hmm. You know, like not because that makes like not all good-looking girls or boys are going out with good-looking girls or boys. So, good-looking boys can go out with girls who are well off but not that pretty, and good, uh, beautiful girls are going out with not good-looking guys but well off. So, 
I think it's uh, it's it's the way you kind of circulate the whole society and you make uh, you match people not based on basically the looks, but the other different features. Yeah, no, no, I, I see what you mean. Um, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it was Andrew Schultz for anyone listening. Shout out to Andrew Schultz, one of my favorite uh, stand up comedians, and he was talking about how like. Um, men are allowed to pick their number. You know what I mean when I say that? Huh. Able to pick the number? So they're able to pick their number. So for example, like, uh, when I say number, I mean like a, a rating scale of like how beautiful you are, right? So you'd say like a super gorgeous, beautiful girl should be like a 10 out of 10, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Right? And like women don't necessarily get to pick their number. They're kind of just born like really beautiful or like uh-huh. they're average or they're not, right? But yeah, guys yeah. can pick their number right like if you're a poor guy you're maybe like what uh one or two but you make some more money you're average you're five if you're an ugly guy but you make hella money you're a 10 you know what i mean so yeah. guys have this ability to like pick their number whereas women aren't like afforded that ability because women's they're, they're just kind of based on on their physicality and and you yeah know, uh, yeah and so it kind of reminds me of a uh, that little thing that andrew schultz was talking about he's a comedian by the way so if people hate him it's it's all common <laughs> but, but, but yeah, yeah the, the um, difference oh, difference of him and me is that he's uh making jokes uh trying to make people laugh but i'm speaking <laughs> speaking what's happening in real reality so yeah i guess it's yeah different. yeah he's he's uh he's spitting the truth under the guise of comedy and you are just saying it like it is How important would you say looks and money is in Korean society? Well, you feel looks and the money, then you have everything. That's everything. So That's it's everything. everything in society. No, you, you don't, you don't have it. to be that kind to people. But so it's like, uh, this might be my point of view. When a guy goes on a, out on a blind date, the first question a guy asks ask is, is, is she beautiful? And when a girl goes out on a blind date, and uh, the girl asked the person who arranged it as, uh, is he good looking or is he rich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's like kind of normal. Last couple questions. I wanted to ask you what you think about Korea's dating future because, you know, now. I guess you said only 10% of couples are getting divorced, but I think the number is much higher than that. People, I feel like the dating in the past is like important, but you know, there's this movement in Korea called like escape corset where women may be, you know, opting to stay single or like even quote unquote boycotting Korean men, which I've heard of. Uh, What do you think that holds for Korea's uh, dating future? Which I think the uh, different thing in the future would be the age of people going out on dates age of people staying single uh you mentioned the uh korean women boycotting korean men and certain like uh yeah. feminist movements and uh and and on top of that since korea is so koreans are so into the standard lives of what the uh, korean people portray themselves as you know like uh getting into school yeah. and getting married so People don't want to get uh, just because people are afraid to get divorced. They wait until they meet the perfect couple, like the perfect spouse. So and, and they get older doing that. And in the end, they 
don't really meet the perfect one and they end up staying single. So I think all these things that are happening right now is leading to more singles and a lot of aged singles like in their 40s and 50s. So I think, yeah, the date culture is going to change and the dating app is kind of focused into the uh, 20s and 30s, not to the not for it's not it's not really open for the 40s or 50s but i believe it would be there will be more apps for the 40s and 50s oh okay so you think there will be more oh that's really interesting yeah i never thought about that because no i know like a few korean people whose parents are divorced they i know they want to date they want to have someone to spend their time with but yeah i don't know what avenues they can sort of pursue Right when they're in their forties and their fifties and they're single, unless they're like open-minded enough to go on the apps. When they're on the apps, it's mostly young people. So I guess that's a good idea. Hey, dude, this should be your new business, dating apps for <laughs> forty, fifty-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, maybe great. I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you should make the app. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really interesting about like the Golden Spoon app and then what you said about, you know, in the future there's going to be more dating apps targeted towards single people in their like 40s and 50s and maybe even 60s with the the increase of divorce and all of that. And I think that's actually a really interesting perspective to to look at because we often think of marriage as this uh you marry one person and then you die with this one person, right? But nowadays it's not necessarily like that. Yeah, it's it's really uh, rapidly changing nowadays, and uh, I think in, in five or ten years it will not be the same Korea as we see today. Yeah, do you, do you expect to find like a life partner, or just kind of I guess easygoing with with what your future looks like? Uh, personally, I think uh, it's more about I, I well in mean, my future I I I follow the rest of the Koreans. Uh, I follow the trend. I, I don't want to say this word, but I follow the trend like all the Asian men, people do. Uh, I follow the trend of Korea, and I don't think uh, that marriage is an essential thing. And uh, I might get married if I meet the perfect one, but the right one, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to find one because uh, for 33 years, I haven't find, found one. So it might take another 33 years until I find one. So <laughs> yeah, you never know with like society and how things go, right? Life, life can take a drastic change, like even next week or next month or next year. You never really know what, what comes, what the future holds, I guess. Totally agree with say. that. Yeah. Kevin, thank you so much for, for sharing your insights on, you know, the Golden Spoon app, because I think that's very interesting from a Western perspective and for people that don't even know things like that exist. Well, thank you for putting me on the Past the Poutine podcast, which is really fit, uh, <laughs> becoming famous in Canada. <laughs> and Korea, right? Uh, uh, globally, I'd say, yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Leaving large global footprints with my... Uh, my... Stupid jokes. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, this was a pleasure. Yeah, it was and a pleasure. I will Me see. Too. I will see everyone on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.